Welcome to the Collective Experiences Society, a podcast celebrating the universal and interconnected human experience. And now, your co-hosts. Welcome back to the Collective Experiences Society podcast. I'm your co-host, Nicole. And I'm your co-host, Parneet. How are you doing, Parneet? I am fantastic. I am kind of nervous right now. Why are you nervous? I'm not used to introing the podcast. Do you think I did a good job? You did a fantastic job. Okay, no no need to hype me up like that. No need to hype me up like that. Girl we boss. have I am the ultimate girl boss. So true, bestie. <laughs> so true. True, true. Okay, so we have an awesome topic today that I'm super passionate about. What are we talking about today? We're talking about diet culture. That's crazy. You know, it, it, it's such a huge thing in our society. and it's, I'm excited for this. How do you feel about dieting? I think dieting is not the right way to lose weight. Long term. Long term. Yeah. I, I think that diet culture has hyped up so many like get thin fast techniques that they are not worthwhile in the long run oh yeah it totally glorifies eating disorder culture i think most of the world or at least modernized countries like america have eating disorders and they call it being like oh i'm so healthy i'm so in shape no you're not bestie not at all and you know i think in the long run um the best way to lose weight and be healthy and stay healthy is a balanced approach and not something where you can shed five pounds in 24 hours by doing some abnormal technique or drinking like mustard oil for 24 hours. Yeah, I think that when we talk about diet culture, we're not just talking about being on a diet. Of course, there are some medical reasons where you do need to be on a diet and that is valid and normal you know, when a doctor prescribes it to you. But diet culture is more of like a system of beliefs that worships thinness and promotes weight loss and it becomes obsessive. Oh, big time. And, you know, and you brought bring up a good point, a balanced approach, one where your doctor or your nutrition, nutritionist, yeah, nutritionist. Is, uh, is, uh, basically guiding you on a journey. I don't consider that being uh, a part, part of diet part, culture, part of diet culture. But what I do consider being part of diet culture is like one meal a day or Atkins where you have to buy their particular branded bar in order to lose weight. Now that just, that just doesn't work for me. Or the idea of like certain diet fads, that's diet culture. When you're on like keto or you're on low carb or you're intermittent, I cannot say that word. Intermittent fasting? Yeah, how do you feel about that? Intermittent fasting is one of the ones that I would potentially be okay with because it's just listening to your body, listening to your body and like calorie counting Mm -hmm. in in a different way. Um, But it can't be the only thing that you do because if all you do is intermittent fast, it's not going to be healthy in the long run. Yeah. And I think that with that type of fasting, first of all, the word fasting enough is like a big red flag for an eating disorder, in my opinion. Oh, big time. In my years of therapy, I'm not allowed to say that word. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... I think that listening to your body and listening to your body cues is a good diet. And I do think that's important, but I think that people will say they're doing that type of fast and then they just starve themselves. And they're like, well, my body's not hungry. It's like, yeah, your body's not hungry because you literally like gave yourself early. What is that word? Satiri? Satiri? When you like starve yourself so much that your body stops craving food because it like doesn't understand how to like break down food so it doesn't like crave it oh totally or when you see like 
food or like it comes to you and you take a couple bites and you're full. That's yeah. also really bad. Red flag that your body's not being taken care of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the one thing about with intermittent fasting you have to be really careful about. What I've, what I've seen people do is they're like, well, I'm only eating two meals a day or one meal a day and I can eat whatever I want. And I'm like, mm, mm, I, don't think that's, <laughs> yeah, I don't you? think that's how it was uh, designed to be. Then why are you complaining about it, Vesti, if you're eating enough? <laughs> yeah. I always think about that. Or like the people who are like, oh. My diet's working so well, and all they do is talk about food. It's like, why is it on your mind that much? I know, exactly. And I think, you know, if we were to reframe our minds and kind of not do what some glitzy website is telling you to do and follow some proper advice, we would all be in a much better place. Yeah, and I think that growing up in like the rise of diabetes when like everyone was really scared about diabetes and like the early was that 2010s maybe a little before that Mm -hmm. like everyone was freaked out and like everyone was like america needs to be super healthy and like it was like forced on the children to have like healthy lunches and all of that did you know that it's more likely that you will end up with an eating disorder than you will end up with type 2 diabetes oh big time i i completely agree with that and you know i it doesn't help that social media and the media make diet culture and fad diets so uh, popular. Oh like, yeah, it's so glorified, big time. And it's and you see all these posts about oh I'm on slow carb, I'm on low carb, or I'm doing keto this week, or I'm you know doing one meal a day, or I've bought like six thousand Atkins bars because that's all I'm going to eat. Yeah, what you're basically saying to me is, oh, I have a slow metabolism, I'm constipated as fuck, and I'm nauseous all the time. Like, that's what I hear. I'm like, oh, you're healthy? No, your body is, like, decomposing. Big time. And, you know, and, and this is not to make fun of anyone that has an eating disorder. Or, oh, I have an eating disorder. Like, and, I'm not making fun of it. Yeah. Oh, like, I, I, you, I know, want, you know, say that. Like, make that you, clear. Yeah, if, you, if you're suffering, you know... There is help out there. There is help, yeah. And we're going to talk about what you can do to like take away from diet culture and actually work on yourself because diet culture is just not a long-term skill that's good for anybody. Not at all. I had a friend or I I know I have an acquaintance that once a year does a cleanse. Mm -mm, No. Big no-no. And uh, the big no-no is because for two weeks every January... All they eat or drink is lettuce and lemonade. Ew, poor baby. Where are they getting their protein? They're not. And, you know, they're like, oh, I've lost so many pounds and done this. And in my mind, I'm like, I think you're doing more harm than any good because yeah. that much citric acid going into your body for two weeks is got to do something. Yeah. And also, like, the lack of nutrients. Like, I. Mm-mm. That's not viable at all. Big time. That's uh, that was uh, one thing. I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. I, you know, I totally get that you just lost like 30 pounds in like two and a half weeks because all you had was zero calories in your lettuce. And but you're gonna gain it all back, and you're gonna gain it back really fast, and it's gonna come back in your like physical form in a new way that's not gonna be appealing because your body's like scared that like it's never gonna. Mm have food again so it's going to hold on to that fat big time and what they do is they drop like 30 pounds and then over the next like six or seven months get it all back again and then go into that cycle again of let's just go do that you know two week or three week fast uh, not fast uh cleanse and i'll be you know down again i'm like oh that's not healthy at all 
Mm-mm. You're just gaining what you lost back. Yeah, no, it's not viable at all. Not at all. And, you know, the healthy way would be to have a balanced approach, you know, work out a little, um, eat the right foods and lose it to ke- and keep it off permanently. Also, why do you think people diet as much as they do? Like, obviously, it's probably a big mix of the media and like the terms where they turned girl boss culture into like health culture and health and fitness. I hate that term. Oh, uh, you know, I think it is completely social media. You uh, think? I think so. Because in somewhat, you know, not even just social media, but media in general, because the media and social media glorify what is sexy, what is supposed to look good, what your body should look like. Mm-hmm. But they don't talk about what in reality your body should look like. There's unrealistic expectations set from at the modeling world even where oh yeah especially from like the 90s era models big time insane it's absolutely crazy and the images that they're pumping out into these magazines are on their social media posts that aren't even real because they've been photoshopped the models don't look like that exactly so i think a lot of it has to do with all these negative images both for guys and girls that you have to you know be a hundred pounds you have to be like super thin or for a guy you have to have a six pack or you're ugly like like, yeah. that, like that is unrealistic to think that every single person in the entire planet can conform to that yeah i think that the media definitely does lead to a lot of body shaming and when you shame your body for existing first of all that's a miserable way to live because your body is literally your home right mm-hmm. like you can't just get rid of your body oh big time it like takes care of you and i think that when you're having all these negative thoughts you really need to like find a way to move over not even to like body positivity but to body neutrality when you like look at your body you're like yes this is what i have this is what i'm working with i love my body and i love that my body takes care of me and lets me function Oh, big time. And when you start loving your body and you start accepting that, hey, you are you and your unique self is awesome, the diet culture is going to matter less to you and a balanced approach is going to be where what you're all about. Yeah, and I think that when you have that body neutrality mindset and you really appreciate your body for taking care of you, you're going to want to take care of your body back. And that's when you're going to get to the quote-unquote healthy lifestyle that Mm -hmm. is actually functioning oh big time and you know when i look at all these um diets they're they're doing a ton of damage that people don't realize is actually happening to their bodies oh yeah um for me like with my eating disorder personally like at my worst i'll have like I won't have a period, which means that like I could possibly be like infertile later in life because nothing's happening to those eggs. Mm -hmm. Um, My hair will literally like fall out of my head. I won't shit. I need to stop cursing. I won't poop for days. Um, You do all these long-term damages that you're not even thinking about in the moment because you're like, oh, I'm going to be so skinny. I'm going to be happy. First of all, thin and happy are not synonymous. Like if you're not If you're not taking care of your brain, like you're not going to get that happy feeling that you think you're going to get when you have a thin body. Oh, big time. And not to mention, you know, aside from the happy brain, like people that go into doing something like keto, which in certain ways, in, in certain 
I guess, aspects, if it was a controlled thing that your nutritionist or your doctor was supervising on, which I don't think there's going to be a doctor that's going to recommend it. I'm going to agree with that. Yeah. There is a ton of damage that you're doing to your uh, your insides, basically. I mean, the cardiac damage alone. I mean, you're eating so much protein that is not good for your body at all. Yeah, and it adds like a higher chance of having a heart attack, which is like the thing they're avoiding if they're too big, right? Well, big time. You, 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 you can come into contact with cholesterol issues, mm-hmm. uh, high blood pressure. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't think waking up every morning, having a steak, having a steak at lunch and having a steak at dinner is the right way to do it. And, and I get that that's not keto, but, uh, you know. Any does, diet. Any yeah. diet. Like Most the, people do eat like that, which is crazy to me. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, you know, wisdom would tell us that we eat vegetables, we eat our proteins, we eat our grains, and we have a regular lifestyle. And so we don't have to basically be redlining from the amount of protein that we're putting in our body, basically ready to fall keel over basically yeah and i think that listening to your body and knowing like hey if you're craving something like just eat it i hate listening to people who are like oh i want this cupcake i'm so bad food doesn't have a positive or a negative thing like no food in like the universe like is giving you a positive or negative vibe like it's literally just food it's just fuel exactly and you know if you have a craving to eat a cupcake while you're, you know, trying to lose weight. If you don't eat the cupcake, one day you're literally just going to binge on like 50 of them. Yeah, and or if you're not going to binge, sorry to cut you off oh, there, but if you're not binging on the cupcake, you're going to binge on the quote-unquote happy good food, which is could be more calories or it could be the same amount of calories or you're overdoing it in a certain food group. Mm-hmm. And that's when it becomes like a dangerous game. So you're still not, again, quote unquote, winning. Exactly. And, and you know, you're bringing up issues that, that could potentially happen, like, you know, constipation or, or you know, your metabolism can get slowed down. It, that stuff can happen if you eat the wrong foods as well. Mm-hmm. And that's not a good situation to be in at that point. Yeah. Just like, you know, constipation is... is can get really bad. So like, painful. I, I know we're talking about a poopy. Do you do? Should we use the silly like kindergarten words for it? Exactly. Exactly. Let's do it. All you're going to do is pee pee. You're not going to poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're not drinking enough water, you're not going to be, you know. Hydrated. You're going to become dehydrated. You're going to become dehydrated. And if you're eating all protein and no vegetables, the chances of you basically becoming constipated are guaranteed. Hi. And I don't know how fast our body can process just proteins. Your body becomes, when you are not giving yourself enough nutrients, your body goes straight into starvation mode and it holds on to literally anything you give it to. And if you're just giving it protein, it's going to hold on to that energy because, again, protein is energy and that's Mm -hmm. nice. And our bodies do really need that. But it also needs other things to be a functioning body that takes care of us. Exactly. And the other problem that I have with uh, fad diets is a lot of them will say no to dairy or um, any, any of their products. And that's going to lead to fragile bones. I mean, like, that's not good. No. Um, And you don't want to be walking around just like 
oh, I hit my foot on something. Now my leg is broken. Now my leg is broken. Yeah. And it's not that I wouldn't even say that like the lack of dairy is an issue, right? Because like vegans exist. Yeah, that's true. But I think that the problem is that people who aren't vegan go into these fad diets and be like, oh, no more dairy. And they don't look for the substitutes that yeah. vegans use for dairy yeah, exactly. that could keep them away from having those fragile bones. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and on top of that, I mean, wrinkled skin is a problem with a certain fad diets, and which is, you know, aging is going to be a, a problem for a lot of people that are on uh, um, fad diets. Also, people who are on fad diets usually care about their appearance more than others. And are likely to... A- to be scared of wrinkles, I yeah. feel like. I think wrinkles are beautiful. I love wrinkles. I have no problem with wrinkles. I it mean, shows that you've lived life. Oh, totally. Wrinkles, gray hair, come on. Rock it. It's all Cute. good. Cute. Yeah. yeah. Anderson Cooper is, is a great example. Don't get me started on Anderson Cooper. <laughs> I said that because I know about you and your uh We might go on. a little off topic real fast. I love Anderson Cooper. I, as a small child, would watch Anderson Cooper all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, by choice. Like, yeah. I, ha- I have issues. Obviously, I'm weird. Like... It happens. Um, But Anderson Cooper was like the love of my life at age eight. I was like so obsessed with him. And then I discovered what like a gay person was in middle school. Heartbroken because I figured out that Anderson Cooper didn't play for my team. Not that I really play for his team either, but that's not the point. Mm -hmm. I was in love with him. And I'm so convinced that like the reason I'm a journalism major has to do with him just a little bit. The reason that I became obsessed with uh, journalism is Anderson Cooper and Wolf Blitzer. Yeah, that's fair. They, they, I would watch Wolf when he was embedded into the White House giving his like daily briefings. I was like, ooh, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And then Anderson Cooper and his really cool reports. There's a picture of Anderson Cooper standing in front of like an Apache helicopter mm-hmm. in some combat zone. I was like, Oh my God. He's not afraid to get in the middle of action. I love him. I know. So it it was one of the reasons that I just like, uh, journalism in me were just like, I got to do this. I got to figure this out. This is awesome. Between watching people, it's watching them be in the action, right? Like watching Walt be like in the PR scene. Like PR is so interesting to me. I could, we could have a whole episode on PR. I love marketing and I love the idea of putting communications and marketing like hand in hand. But are seeing Anderson go into these like scarier situations and just like killing it and being like the ultimate girl boss. Ugh, Anderson <laughs> Cooper is so dreamy. Aww. If I can meet Anderson Cooper, I think my life would be complete. We should get him on the show. How do we get Anderson Cooper we'll to talk on our out. podcast? Six degrees of separation coming soon. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the ways to avoid diet culture. Totally. So what is your number one tip? Let's start with that. Taking care of your mind first. Explain. I think that, I mean, I mean, that's like the overall, Mm -hmm. right? I think that it's taking away from diet culture. If the media is something that's struggling with you, get yourself away from that. There are social media accounts to follow that are anti-diet culture or they are pro-body positivity. Totally. Fill your feed with uh, like-minded individuals. Yeah. Things that are going to encourage you to stay away from it because it is like, you know, it is very prevalent in society. And if you are actively choosing to get away from it, you're telling society, I am not falling for this. Like, this is ridiculous. This is some like capitalistic scheme that I don't want to deal with. That's bad for my mental health. 
Then I would probably also say if you're hungry and you're craving something, just eat it. Big time. I like, completely agree. It sounds so simple, but like, and I know it's not that simple. Like, right. Like I've dealt with an eating disorder my entire life, but like, just eat it. Like if you want a rice crispy treat, go eat a rice crispy treat. If you want a bowl of oatmeal, have a bowl of oatmeal. I agree. And the, the one thing that I will add to this, that's not to do with eating or, um, you know, uh, social media is your friends. Uh, talking to your friends is important, but also I feel equally as important as if someone is continually putting you down for your body image and is criticizing the way you look, you need to cut that person cut out, them out hard. Get them out of here. Like, oh my gosh, yes. That is not a healthy thing for your mind to be around that much negativity. Uh, you are better off without them and, you know, just, just cut them. Like, yeah. I've had so many conversations. I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, I've had so many conversations with my friends about diet culture, body image, obviously, because it like really consumed me for a very mm. long time. And like it still does sometimes, but it's like, you know, recovery is a process, blah, blah, blah. No totally. one wants to hear about that. But I've had so many conversations with my friends and it's straight up like, if you're going to participate in this mindset, I don't want to hear it around you. Like, don't not bring that into my life. Like, I don't want it. Like oh. find somewhere else to have that audience because I'm not it. Yeah, and and if they can't, cut them out. Cut them out. I don't. I like. I recently went through a phase where I literally went through my phone book. I was like, nope, 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 and just like deleted a bunch of contacts because I was like, you are bringing negativity into my life, and there's there's no net positive that you're giving. Like I, I don't expect every. Single I'm not benefiting from yeah, this. Yeah. I don't expect every single friend of mine to you know, contribute to my growth. But at the same time, I also don't expect them to put me down. So if, if there's any feelings of that, I, you know, delete yeah. um, and we'll be your friends. Heck, like just send us a message, right? Like, right. Um, it's, yeah, I think that it starts with surrounding yourself with people that can help you improve. Yeah. And that care about you. I also did the same thing. I went through my Instagram and I think I unfollowed, I would say about like 80% of my high school off my Instagram. <laughs> hey guys, if you're listening, um, that's fan behavior, but, <laughs> um, I just like went through and I was like, not even like, you could be a nice person, but oh, if you're time. not actively a part of my life, I don't want to see your stuff. I literally could care less in the most polite way possible. Also, uh, there's a, lo a lot of people and you may have some people in your uh, friend circles that are all about the fad diets and uh, will be, will try anything and everything. Uh, Honestly, if you're trying to stay away from that, I would highly suggest at the very least just hitting the unfollow button so you, you're not bombarded with posts about how they are doing slow carb and eating kidney beans and lettuce every single night. Yeah, I don't want to see some fitness bro who hasn't gone to therapy their entire life talk to me about how to take care of my body. Oh, totally. Like, and seek help, bro. Seek actual help. <laughs> and, you know, this reminds me, this whole diet culture thing reminds me of the Bowflex guy. The do who? You, the Bowflex guy. Do you, do, you know, do you know what this? I have no idea. Okay. Enlighten so, me. So this is probably early 2000s when you were a little baby. I was a baby. Um, Bowflex used to have the Bowflex guy in all their commercials. Super chiseled dude. He had like everything going for himself and Bowflex was clearly trying to sell their equipment. It just about Bowflex, I own Bowflex equipment, so I'm not knocking them by any means. I'm just 
talking about this Bullflex dude. Sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sponsor. Um, but Bullflex guy was basically this person that appeared in all of their social media. TMZ caught up with him one night. And while he was out and basically asked him a bunch of questions and asked if he got to the way he looks like because of the Bowflex machine. And he said no. <gasps> PR was, no, no. <laughs> Marketing no, no. Dude, was, if you're working with a brand, you got to say you love it. I know. Ooh, so, juicy. <laughs> but it, it just goes to show you it's not one device. It's not one diet that's going to get you to your ideal body yeah and your ideal body does not have to be something that's photoshopped and on the front page of sports illustrated or your flavor of the week magazine no i totally agree with that sweet um we're also when we're also looking at diet culture what do you suggest when uh people are managing their i guess eating how should they do it in a healthy way I mean, it goes back to like the elementary thinking. Would you feed a small child this meal? If the answer is no, there's something like stirred up just wrong about that, right? Think about when you were a kid, like your parents made sure that you were having a balanced meal every night, right? Like yeah. I would hope so at least. Yes. Let me know if I need to call CPS. Is it too late to call CPS? Who knows? <laughs> I think on us, uh, yes, it's far too late. Well, at least you have something for therapy if so oh, anyways but most parents yeah do feed their kids a balanced meal and if you wouldn't give it to a small child that's not picky right you're probably not giving yourself enough nutrients oh big time and you know i think that there's a a couple of cool things to be able to give yourself a balanced diet and and I wouldn't feel silly doing this. I think this is a cute way of doing it. On Amazon, you can get these plates. Yes, I know exactly are, what you're yeah, talking about. That, that are divided into what your protein should be, what your grain should be, and what your vegetables should be. Go out and buy the They're plates. They're so cute, the little Tupperware. <laughs> no, my coworker and I, my coworker Chelsea, we are obsessed with the little Tupperware. We talk about it all the time at work because it really is so helpful. It's easy to meal prep that way. And yep. you're actively thinking like, oh, what is my body gonna crave for? these parts of my diet Big i don't know i'm obsessed with them so those are awesome and the other thing i would do is you know you brought up a good point meal prep um a lot of problems with the way we eat happen because we we don't carve out the time to plan what we're going to eat yeah and actively think about it exactly and then that's where the bad decisions get made or hey i'm on keto and all i need is protein so i'm just going to go to mcdonald's and order a burger without the bun like that that's not helpful right um so when you're doing meal planning take five minutes you know whip up something in the kitchen it's you know learn the basics that you know you you find delicious and build them around a balanced meal plan i feel like both of us could really use, use some meal prepping yes uh, I, I you know i'm guilty of not doing meal prepping all the time i'm getting better at it uh but yeah. I, I still will go to the uh, fast food restaurant here and there exact almost every single time we felt record yeah yeah um, we do do that a lot <laughs> we could be making food yeah maybe that's what we should do like once a week <laughs> we get food that's just for the podcast and we make a video exactly Wait, that'd be actually kind of cute that would i don't know meal prepping gives me anxiety but that's probably like my anorexia talking <laughs> but it is a very helpful skill and it does help you become more mindful of what you're eating 
and making sure it's more balanced. Uh, uh, Totally. And if you see what you're putting in your mouth uh, in terms of food, um, you're going to be happier. You'll be able to control, you know, I'm not saying eat less or eat more. You'll just be able to control what you eat as opposed to being like, oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to go get a chocolate bar. Right. And, and and that's probably the worst thing to do. It's like, if you're hungry, go get something nutritious that will fill you up and also is good for your body. Yeah. And that's the anti-diet culture thing to do. I also think another anti-diet culture thing to do has to do with working out in general. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people work out because they want this ideal body. First of all, you're not going to get it because everyone's body breaks down differently right exactly and i think that you need to change your mindset and being like i'm working out because my body can work out and because i want to build strength it's more about strength and feeling good when you're doing it than the picture result right i completely agree i uh, the workouts are a whole Different Another, ball, yeah. it's, it's a whole different ball game, but it kind of really falls back into the exact same thing where someone is like, I'm going to do diet culture or I'm going to do this diet fad. And then I'm also going to go do, you know, this workout fad. Two weeks of shred. Follow me to lose 20 pounds and get this amazing ass and get abs. Like what? It does Two weeks? not work. <laughs> Two weeks? <laughs> I've been working on my six pack for years. I mean, it's not there it's yet. It's not happening. Like <laughs> no. that's just not realistic. And it makes you feel really bad about yourself when you don't get those results. Exactly. Um, and if you follow a balanced approach, like, hey, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm doing this uh, to be healthy. Yeah. It's going to turn your, you're going to turn around and be like, hey, I'm starting to look the way I want to look and feel yeah. the way I want to feel. Big time. I think that's a huge thing. I think if you can get out of that trap, you're going to be happier generally. Uh, You're going to have more energy. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And your body is going to be well fed with great food. Yeah. And of course, it's not always that easy. And we also recommend that if the mindset of just trying to switch it, baby steps, we recommend therapy. There's nothing wrong with therapy. And therapy can get you to that mindset that you need in order to feel healthy. Totally. And recently I I started working out with a personal trainer and a lot of the the work that we're doing is, is completely set around mindset and, um, you know, celebrating the positives in your, in your life. And, um, you know, any workout is a, is a good workout. So amen to that big time. And, you know, if it, if it means that your you know, your small amount of change is that you're going to have a carrot a day and go for a five minute walk hey, that's a heck of a lot. That's your journey. Yeah. At least you're doing something to make yourself feel better. Oh, big time. And that's a heck of a lot better than, hey, I'm going to go grab a chocolate bar and go sit for an hour. Like that's. Or I'm going to starve myself all day, work out for an hour, pass out. And not eat still. And still not eat (laughs) and actively choose not to eat or drink water. Oh, big time. Um, and the water is a huge thing. Okay. So I, I, water is like crazy important. I, as soon as I drink, like when I don't drink enough water, I feel off. Dead. Oh, big time. And it's just like headaches, uh, low energy. I want to take a nap basically all the time. And as soon as I start increasing that water intake, oh, I feel a million So times much better. better. I love water. Yeah, love water. Um, and that's the, 
I think it's a quick win, honestly. If, yeah. if like, that's where you're going to start is by, you know, drinking, you know, eight glasses of water a day. Uh, that's your first step towards a healthy you. Yeah, it's just baby steps at the end of the day. Big time. So in conclusion, when we're looking at uh, diet culture, avoid it. Don't do the fads. Go for the balanced approach. Take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself. If you wouldn't do it to a small child or a close friend, you probably shouldn't be doing it to your body. No, you have to love yourself. Totally agree. All right. I think that's the end of this episode. I know. So make sure you're not uh, doing those fads and make sure you're loving yourself and make sure you're having fun. And at the end of the day, if you want the cupcake, eat, eat the, the cupcake. cupcake. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this podcast has been a production of the Collective Experiences Society. Find us online at theCESpodcast.com and on all your social media platforms at the CES Podcast.